Hey, welcome back to Pigeonhole Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Ben. Hey, players. And uh, we knew not to claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world. And be sure to subscribe to this channel and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So that said, Ben is today's co-host. Ben, you want to talk about yourself a little bit here. Introduce to them, like, who's your team? Where'd you grow up? You know, why do you love the Penguins so much? Wow, uh, Chris, those are loaded words. I think first thing I'll start with is you notice I said, hey, players, because I think right before this, you had mentioned that your usual co-host, Steve, likes to say, hey, hockey fans. But I think there's an untapped demographic here. Really, we should be advertising to the NHL players themselves because that's probably the only way I'm ever going to be friends with Alex Ovechkin. Go. I, my, my team is the Capitals. I, I live in the D.C. area at the moment and have moved all over the country, grew up in a, a military family. But for some reason, the Capitals are my only home team. Even when I was living in Florida, even in Texas, I couldn't even see the games 20 years ago. I still had my old school Capitals jacket that I would wear to the befuddlement of, of my friends and family. The, the, <laughs> so, so, Chris, you mentioned the Penguins thing. I'm going to caveat this. Guys, I don't hate the Penguins. The team, Crosby's very talented. When I was a kid, you know, the, the Mario Lemieux and Yager and, and uh, Ron Francis line was one of my favorites. And I loved uh, the Penguins, uh, second to the Capitals. But there's this weird thing where Penguins fans, when you guys come to D.C., you like to cause trouble. Yeah. Uh, Chris, have you experienced this before I tell my story? I have not. Now, I've experienced plenty of fans uh, issues as a away fan in many arenas. So, I, you know, I've lived in much places like St. Louis and Ottawa and such. And as a Sabres fan, it just became the drunk fans just want to fight you, especially in Ottawa. <laughs> but basically, then, you you know, I, I decided wherever I moved next, I was going to become a fan of the team i say at the time that was dc and i went no unfortunately dc and i'm like i cannot become a Cavs fan i'm like hopefully there's an echl team or an ahl team or ncaa nothing <laughs> the only team in that area is the capital so i'm like i have to suck this up and become a caps fan and that was 2008 and i became a big caps fan and i died inside every single time we were eliminated by the rangers or penguins in the second round just to set in utah grizzlies and ogden mustangs now you lived in england and have british teams for those who don't know like the coventry blaze i basically pick up teams now where i move having broken up uh, broken up a fan fight between two bruins fans at a capitals game after they beat us <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so it's like, but yes, uh, so Penguins fans visiting D.C. Look, guys, every team, every stadium has its culture, right? Chris, you and yes. I have been to a bunch of games at different stadiums. The Devils, yeah. you guys are super fun. The, the, when there's a penalty, they go, two kill. <laughs> Hilarious. The Canes, adorable Canes games, Isles games. Canes, yeah, Isles back in Nassau Coliseum, you know, where you're so close to each other, you're basically – you know, in a time like this with the quarantine situation, everybody would have everything, uh, but you, you could see everything. That's great. The Canes with uh, who's who's the wrestler? Oh, my God. I can't believe I can't. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. Woo! Yeah, that. Woo! Because he <laughs> like, does he even know what hockey is anymore? He might not even know. know where he is at yeah. this point. He's, he's an older gentleman. Great, great guy, though, I'm sure. But look, Flyers, right? Great. You put. Here's the thing, right? I've been to Flyers games in Philly, but I don't wear other team colors because I know, right? Philly, you guys yeah. have a reputation. I don't want to mess with it. Why look I want to survive that game, right? I don't need to be stabbed uh, with that. But we, we, 
Dude, Gritty is awesome. But we actually, uh, it was some years ago, my, my dad and I uh, bought tickets to a Caps-Flyers game, accidentally not realizing that it was in Philly. But luckily, it's only a couple hours away. We drove there. Did not wear Capitals gear, but had a Capitals bumper sticker on the car. Yeah, it got keyed. But uh, hey, that's what you that's you know that's what you're getting. So let's get back to the Penguins. I know a lot of nice Penguins people, nice fans. Uh, it's a great team, no contesting that. 1996 three overtime game where Peter Nedved ended up scoring and winning one of the longest games in NHL history. A Penguins fan choked my mom. My, my mom, uh, this is back when we had season tickets because, you know, nobody wanted to see the Capitals, so they were dirt cheap. And, and even on our limited salary, we could we could go. And the, there was a guy behind us who got a little drunk and was saying some impolite things. And my mom, who's a school teacher, asked him to stop because there were like two kids who probably shouldn't have been at a game that late anyway. And he choked her out. He tried to. My God. It's like trying to choke out Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. <laughs> That's messed up, man. I'm not laughing at the incident. Up. I'm not laughing at your, uh, your, your, uh, the picture you painted there. Yeah, I mean, that would be a pretty cool episode of the Magic School Bus, right? Like, oh, kids, we're going to go to uh, a drunk hockey stadium. <laughs> hey, I've had incidents at Capitals games. I mean, you, have? you know I have. I, I know, dude, the alcohol it just brings out the worst. There's nothing worse than losing to it does honestly. Uh, so I've had two incidents at the Capitol at at the at the arena as a as a Caps fan. But when the Sabers are in town, those two times a year, I'm in blue. Couple incidents at Caps games. So back one was when my brother was living in North Carolina and he drove up for the game because I had only lived in D.C. at that point about a year. But the the the, yep. the Sabers are they're always in D.C. right like the day after Christmas. It's like. We're the Boxing Day challenge for the Caps. And so the Sabres lost. It was actually a great game. I remember that was a game. Me and him actually stood up to applaud Ovi's goal because it was one of his unreal goals. Yeah, it was yeah. the one where he scored it off his stomach over Laleem when Laleem was the Sabres yeah. goaltender. Dude, what a goal. And we were right behind in that when it happened. But after the game, you know, we lost. It was like 4-3 to three or something like that. Some drunk just gets up there and just gets in our – Just gets, it's like, I hope you drove all the way down here from Buffalo to watch your – Team just getting in our face, right? Like these Why? are tra- these were like trailer trash caps fans because the dude was like in a wife beater and stuff. It's like, bro, like seriously, like now that your team won, you're gonna be get all, you know, it's like get over yourself. Why? And then, you already won. Yeah, and then like a couple years later, me and my buddy, uh, he was a Sens fan. We went to a game and we were in section 419. That was my section. You know, I was like upper section of 419, like two, like oh, the yeah. second row from the back of the arena, and. It was the Sabres were in town, and this guy, I'm sitting in front of him in a Sabres jersey. Like, he is, like, a, a chair away from me, right? And I'm sitting there in my Sabres jersey, and I'm always in that section. Just some people knew me, a lot didn't, because people flow in and out of the f- section 419. But there I am in my Sabres jersey. Guy's not saying a thing to me. You know, the game's probably a few minutes from starting, and then these two kids. We're talking these kids had to be 13 years old. So one girl was in her Caps jersey. The other girl was in her Sabres jersey. Pominville. I remember she was wearing a Pominville jersey. And they're like seven, eight rows in front of us. And this dude starts chirping a 13-year-old girl. Well, I'm triggered at this point. <laughs> I'm like, so I get right up in his face. I'm like, dude, I've been sitting in front of you this whole time. You're going to pick on a little kid. You're going to like, you are chirping. It wasn't nice either. He's talking his way to a third. So I got in his face. We kind of got into it. My His wife, choked him down and my buddy choked me down and the guy stayed quiet the whole rest of the game well you know it's the literally the next game i'm back in this arena in a caps jersey 
because the Sabres are no longer in town. This dude recognized me. And he looked, he's like, hey, you the Sabres fan? I'm like, yeah. He's like, hey, man, sorry. I was drunk by the time the game started. That was an move. I'm like, oh, no, but, that's, but that's classy of him to apologize. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, but you've mentioned the alcohol thing right there. Would this guy have acted like that if he wasn't already drunk? Would you, would you have seen a 13 year old be like, you want to fight? Huh? It depends on the 13 year old. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty big ones out there that could probably beat the out of me. <laughs> and you see some of these kids playing, and it's like, how is like when my cousin's son was 13, the dude was bigger than me. I'm like, like, and he was a hockey player. I mean, it's just. Big kid. Also, big, speaking of big kid, I should probably clarify to the, the group. I'm, I'm not actually advocating to to be a minor. That was, <laughs> How'd your podcast get started. shut down? Ah, then we'll <laughs> yeah, punch the kids. <laughs> um, 96. They choked my mom. You ready? 2000. I don't remember. It was early 2000s. F, incident two. By the way, none of these have happened to me. I don't know. I guess, like, you know, Chris, to your point, I'm a larger guy. You're a big dude. Uh, Nobody's going to mess with you. <laughs> you, you can't. Well, then that said, a couple, uh, actually, just about a year ago, I was coming home from a Caps game, and some some kid cold-cocked me on the side. Yeah, I was I at no that idea. game, wasn't I? Wasn't it? Yes, you came you down, the, uh, yeah, you yeah. Came down to the Metro and said some guy just sucker punched you i think it was like there was this thing for a while where people there was like their kids would like try to dare each other to knock somebody out and i don't know where this kid punched me in the face and uh this is not a penguins fan this is just a random person and yeah i didn't get knocked out i was just kind of like surprised i was like ow why'd you do that but you know whatever less said about that the better uh he ended up running away but i was okay I had a cool shiner for a couple days so penguins for two and again, this is to you, Penguin fans. Please tell your friends if you're if you're in Washington, don't go beat up random people. Uh, my brother, my dad, again, are at a game. They're actually pretty close. This was a like a, a big occasion, so they got pretty good seats. And some guy was saying things that were that were homophobic. And my brother, you know, got triggered and said like, "Hey, do you mind? Like, it's a family game, etc." Turns back, and the guy punched him from behind and broke his glasses and uh, gave him a really bad uh, cut on his forehead. Definitely drunk. His girlfriend starts screaming at him because he's, he's definitely drunk and being a jerk. Uh, the security comes and tries to get him. But, of course, you know, uh, the, the security isn't exactly, you know, some of them are older folks. And, and they're kind of there just to make sure you're behaving. They're not really there to tackle people. And he threw this nice older guy down a couple stairs. So my dad, who's, you know, ex-military did something, got him in a chokehold of some kind and had him on the ground to subdue him. And a random lady comes over and starts kicking my dad in the stomach while he's, he's like squatting over this guy. And he just looks at her and he goes, good God, lady, did you see what happened? Go away. And she was kind of drunk and just kind of hobbled away. So, so all in all, some bad behavior, some drunk fans. I'm sure there's some great Penguins fans out there and it's a great team. Please, especially if you're Washington, D.C., don't beat anyone up. We, we just want to eat our hot dogs that are way overpriced. It's already a punch in the gut anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. Those beers now. Oh, it's like, oh, you go to arena. It's like, I remember when it was, dude, when I was living in Ottawa and there was $8 beers. I'm like, this is atrocious. The beers are up to $13, $14 a beer now. It's, games. it's like $8 beer would be like a clearance sale. Yeah, it, it's insane. And it's like, that's why I love going to my Ogden Mustangs games here. The USPHL, $5 beers, man. I'm like... I will just sit there and drink up, you know, and I, I when I see these games being advertised on like Twitter and stuff and anybody that wants to watch free hockey right now, definitely follow us on Pigeonhole Hockey on Twitter because I 
any single time I see that there's going to be a game aired for free of any league, I will retweet it there. And when I see dollar beer nights, I'm like, I hate whoever you are and wherever you live that you can pay a dollar for a beer in a hockey game. It's like if you live in that place, you're losing money by not going. Exactly. Exactly. Honestly, when the coyotes like 10, 15 years ago, maybe even more recently, when I bring Steve on next time, he'll have to find out. But when they have dollar beer nights, I'm like, at an NHL game, dude, I will just be there for the beer. Like, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm a huge hockey fan, so I'll be there for that, too. But even if I wasn't, if dude, if they did that for an NBA game, I'd go to the game for a beer. I'm like, as long as the tickets are cheap, because I really, really don't like basketball. Yeah. If anyone's listened to that previous podcasts, I've talked harshly about it. I just don't like it. I grew up in Buffalo. If it's if you can't hit people, it's not a sport. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's my, like my wife is literally she's like, why are you so, you know, like, why, why are you so aggressive sometimes with these situations? I'm like, because I grew up in Buffalo. It's, you know. You grew up throwing punches and getting punched. And I grew up in a city where we the two sports that were real sports are sports where you hit yeah. people. We didn't have a professional baseball team. We didn't have a professional basketball team. You know, you ever seen a baseball fight? It's like they're slapping each other. Have you ever seen a basketball player get a cramp? It's like they're dying. So it's, you know. Are we going to talk about soccer? Oh, no. I, it's, I said sports. <laughs> Men's soccer is not a sport. Women's soccer, on the other hand, is awesome. I actually love women's, women's soccer. Women's soccer is sweet. Yeah. yeah, they're they're way more talented. They're not so weak like men's soccer players. I'm a big fan of the uh, the Utah team uh, we have here, the Royals. And so I like going to their games. Well, when you can, because you can't go anywhere right now. But um, yeah, I mean, it's and they're super talented. And yeah, but men's soccer, it's, you know, I, I like jokes. It's men's soccer. It, <laughs> that said, I know one of the things you mentioned is we're going to try to cover more and more, uh, you know, non-NHL uh, leagues yeah. and, and try to get more of a global appeal. You may have just alienated 70% of the globe with your male soccer. Uh, and I don't care. I don't. Honestly, if you're not, if you, if you're not going to listen to me, because I'm telling you that I could care less if Manchester City beats Chelsea. I, I just don't care. It's I don't care. <laughs> you know? And it's terrible because I have ESPN Plus and I swear 85 percent of ESPN Plus is men's soccer. I Honestly, I was a th- 24 hours late and canceling it, so I have ESPN Plus for a whole nother year, which is great, though, because I get college, uh, I get college volleyball, and I'm totally into that. So, you know, I like watching a lot of these sports, and you know, men's soccer is just never going to be one of them, y'all. Aussie rules, if y'all don't know, Aussie rules is everything combined into one sport. If you're not into it, you're not watching it right now. Get Sling TV. A lot of games are available. The season's just ended, so. Don't get it yet if you want to watch some Aussie rules football, but uh, it'll come back here. It looks like Australia's handled COVID pretty well. So when you can fit 30,000 people to an arena two weeks ago, they did something right. That said, yeah, we do want to cover other <laughs> – I know, trust me. It's it's so frustrating being here in Utah where we're getting these alerts like they're – like, you know, the Amber Alert type alerts where it's like, yeah. bam, you know. Yeah, we're getting those now for COVID. I get it. Stay inside. Wear a mask. Don't heavy breathe on other people. Can you – so – I've been heavy breathing. I guess you can't get it over microphone, I'm assuming. Let's try. <laughs> but, Chris. But let's, let's, you know, we're, we're trying to get, you know, outside, outside perspectives, different, different leagues going on here. But uh, I know one thing me and you wanted to discuss into this podcast is that the NHL has still not set a date. And yeah. having read the article from Sports Illustrated, it makes sense basketball set a date the nhl is 
taking its time. It's it's figuring out what it needs to figure out in order to actually solidify a date and make sure that it protects the players. It's going to have the O Canada division. It looks like this year for a one time go. So it's all Canadian teams. And so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, I know Steve's not a big fan of that right now because he's I, honestly, I kind of get it. Or, or right now, all the Canadian teams are pretty strong and a bunch of them aren't going to make it into the playoffs with this new setup because they're going to be playing each other for the bulk of the time. And I just don't know how the whole thing's going to look yet. They're really not announcing it. There might be, they won't make sure that each team gets to host games so that each team gets revenue. The players are not getting their full salaries, which makes sense. There's a lot of things they have to consider in order to make the game work. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? You think the NHL is handling it right? You know, it's, it's, I think it's easy for us to kind of sit here and try to figure it out. I'm, you know, I'm not the biggest Gary Bettman fan. I don't think he's like the worst in the world, but he's, there's some decisions I don't love in the past. That said, I think for me, I'm, I'm just happy they're talking about when they're going to do it. I, uh, I'm not always a, a glass half full person, but I've tried, you know, in the age that we're in now, I've tried to be yeah. just, otherwise you drive yourself crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I know there was an article I read a couple of weeks ago, and I can't remember the source. So if you're out there, apologies for not citing you, but that they were actually calculating it's going to cost some of the teams more to try to run the uh, the games this year than if they didn't have a season. So there was actually some consideration that some teams were, were trying to say, hey, let's not even have a, a 2020 to 2021 season. That made me really depressed. So, so honestly, take your time, guys. Figure it out. One of the things that I love about hockey, we're, we're a bit of a community, and we really care about our players. I think I know a lot of sports do, but especially, uh, you know, we're one of the things we think about is you know, how they are with their families and that they're having a good situation. And I know with the bubble, we had some, you know, areas where like took a rask, had to take time off because I think we just found out his daughter had a, an emergency medical situation and mm-hmm. he just opted to leave the playoffs. And that sucks. Like we don't want to put players in that position as much as we can. So I'm, I'm happy with them taking their time. If it means we're going to see some games and it means the players are going to be uh, as as good as they can be in terms of their well-being. No, I'm, I'm with you completely. And I think that, the, again, I know a lot of people aren't Gary Bettman fans. I'm probably one of the few out there that <laughs> say I actually like him. And, you know, and I mean it. I, I honestly think what he does is he does it right. We were the first league to actually launch after covid and he did it right with zero zero positive covid yep. tests that's that great unbelievable and so do i think that they're going to be able to pull off zero with this next round no i don't they're not going to there's going to be it's going to be like the national football league and the mlb right now and and i'm assuming what the nba is probably going to run into when it comes back to play you're going to have positive covid tests and it's going to affect dates of games. It's going to affect if the game goes on at all. And, uh, I think that they're handling it right. Like you said, at, at the end of the day, these are people. They have loved ones. And you got to think about the people, that even the players come into contact with, the people in the rink, all of the, everyone involved, the, the extended NHL family, so to speak, and the fans and the people that make the game happen, uh, the people who make sure it's aired on TV, everything. Uh, everyone's affected by this virus. And if it affect some of those people could cause some serious damage or death. So I think the NHL is handling it right. I think people, I've heard some criticism as me and you are going to get into some of these jerseys that the, the NHL starting to release. I've heard some criticism on, Oh, the NHL is just trying to make money. It's like, yeah, yes. they're trying to make money. And right now <laughs> they need to make money because they can't fill the seats. And so all of us fans, we don't have to buy the jerseys, but we're going to, because we have a problem and them releasing these, retro jerseys is 
I'm curious to see. I'm already horrified. Me and you are looking at the uh, the Russian Machine website here. And I'm sorry, I always hated, right at the top, it shows the Blues and the Avalanche. I've always hated that look of the Blues jersey. That I think they're going to go back to that ugly red jersey that y'all won St. Louis wore when Gretzky was there. That is an awful, awful jersey. And it's coming back. But it's a, but honestly, I, I kind of see what the, uh, you know, maybe it's kind of more of a slap in the face. But I see the Colorado's got the Nordique symbol on its jersey, but it's kind of red and white. I I don't know if Nordiques fans are going to like that. I think the jersey, what the, the little snippets that they're showing are, are kind of cool. I'm excited to see what the uh, Avalanche jersey will look like. Chicago is just a dead giveaway. And I'm being sarcastic because all I see is red and white of the Adidas symbol. They're, yeah. they're not really giving up anything on Chicago. What's the point? The Stars, their 90s jerseys were awful. So I hope they avoid that look. Um, <laughs> whereas then you talk about what the Stars originally were in Minnesota. Oh, my God. If they're going back to the North Stars look, I'm stoked. I love the North Stars jersey. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, what do you think of these jerseys so far? What you're, what you're, what you're seeing? Yeah, I mean, overall, I, I really like actually the lens that you put on it. Where you're right, like we're not going to be going to games, so maybe we should put some of that cash toward toward a purchase. Because I, I did see this as a shameless cash grab, but now mm-hmm. I feel guilty about that. You know, it's, <laughs> it's. I think I was reading some comments at one of the sites, and somebody's like, "Adidas oh, is trying to appeal to to a wider audience they're trying to get kids involved with like their fashion forward look of jerseys and of course my you know inner like traditionalist was like yeah <laughs> ugly jerseys that's what we should do you know like hockey's already hard to explain to a lot of mainstream sports fans so let's yeah. uh, let's keep it that way let's keep them out uh, yeah. but the flip side i like some of these jerseys like the, the oh, yeah. coyotes one from from back in the day is one of my favorite of all time with the the kind of native american uh, art style I, I don't know. I hate I, those jerseys. <laughs> I love and my, that. My, that my, my, so cool. And me and you, we're fans with a couple. Well, I'm fans with a couple Coyotes fans. I know you're fans with at least one. They love those jerseys. I still think they're awful. I still love the newer looks better. I think they're, their current look is great. I love their most current jerseys. Their 90s jerseys and their early 2000s jerseys are, in my personal opinion, just awful. I like them. You know, you have no taste, so that's cool. Uh, <laughs> but but anyway, it's... it's uh, Look, man, I, I think all of this is kind of interesting. I remember our, uh, when I was a kid in the 90s and, like, you know, San Jose came out and the Ducks jersey, you know, the Ducks were kind of yep. new. And they, they had the cool, you know, like, was it like duck-shaped goalie yeah, I mask, loved it. I, I love you. I love the goalie Ducks. guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you ever watch the, the Mighty Ducks cartoon? Yes, I did. I Do you know that was uh, Guy Hebert was the uh, voice of the, the main duck? Really? Yeah. That's, that's sick. Let me, let me actually make sure I'm not making. Yeah. <laughs> well, you look that up. I'm going to critique some more jerseys coming out All here. Right, but uh, you've got honestly the Hurricanes going back to like the Whalers look. That's going to be sick. Pretty stoked about that. The Blue Jackets. Not really sure what they're going to do. I can I can see some darker colors, which is great because I honestly think that the Blue Jackets could do a lot with their logo. I think it's terrible. I, I'm not a big Blue Jackets logo fan. Minnesota Wild. I hate their logo as well. I mean, I think a couple of those teams could kind of get out of that '90s look. And I'm going to go into some of the worst jerseys in NHL history in a future podcast. But number one, I'm just going to say it right now for the dead giveaway. And you know, whether this podcast is months away or not, the Islanders jersey from the '90s with the, the sailor on it that's like the worst jersey i've ever seen oh the fish sticks jersey it's horrible because he looks like the gordon fisherman yeah it's it's such the 90s jerseys were awful people love the sabers 90s jersey as a sabers fan i hate it i 
that mad cow. I, th- I hate that jersey. But the Islanders looks like there's a they're going kind of a dark blue and orange look as well, kind of a little bit darker look. The Rangers don't seem to be. I mean, honestly, looking at a lot of the teams in the Metropolitan Division, I don't see. I'm kind of excited to see what the Penguins come up with. I'm kind of scared to see what the Capitals come up with. I hated the Eagles. Oh, it's going to be Struman Eagle. It's going to be. Oh, it's a red version of the awful. Eagle. Ah, well, we'll see. We'll see. You know what? I hated the black one. Maybe the red one will change my mind. The the whole I like, have the Kolzig one of the black one. Okay, yeah, I do. I have the one. Doesn't mean I like the logo. I love Kolzig. <laughs> I love I love Ole. He's actually the only person I let sign my uh, my Stanley Cup hat. The um, qu- quick quick update there. Uh, e. Bear was not the voice of the duck in the cartoon. Don't know where I came up with that. It was it was a different gentleman by the name of Ian Zeming. I will say first, hundred percent agree on the fisherman, the fish stick. It's horrible. When that, when that came out, that actually made me like the Islanders less. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, what what is your logo? Just an angry like kind of gray bearded guy. Like what what does a conversation with that mascot look like? Like can you imagine yeah. Gritty and him? They just look like two homeless guys. <laughs> think they are <laughs> honestly you no know, i think i think gritty has a pretty nice home i've seen the, the neighborhood videos they've been posting every single time he's doing a neighborhood video i'm like oh so gritty has some fancy house up there in philly but no like you said with the ducks look i'm i'm excited for the ducks quack quack it's cool and, and i'm ex- scared to see the coyotes look i am i'm interested to see what the flames come up with because they have some pretty awesome opportunities to do there edmonton all i pray i really pray I say don't bring that that butt ugly '90s look either of like that oil thing or whatever the heck it was. An like, oil drum. Yeah, like that was. I awful. think that's what they're bringing back. No, come on. The uh, on the Mick David's flames, face would I be heard. better than the oil drum. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be that would be pretty good. Just yeah, like just a, a just call him what it is. It's the Edmonton McDavid's now. Like that's that's all you need, right? Yeah. The Kings I mean, going purple. Did you, the, on the flames, I think the rumor is it's going to be the the fire breathing horse. I loved that look. I thought it was super cool too. I would, I'd probably get one of those. I'm excited to see the Vegas Golden Knights throwback jersey. Uh, well, I've seen. I'm being sarcastic because there's no it. throwback with the Knights, but I think they've gone red. And I've seen the jersey, and I don't hate it. But I'm also scared to see Vancouver. I think I saw some pictures of Vancouver's jersey, and I, I hope it's wrong. That that it looks '90s. It looks like they, they kind of go like blue at the top and it fades to green. I hate all those fade looks. They're terrible. They're absolutely awful. And I'm really hoping with the amount of the Canucks had an opportunity here, y'all. I loved their 70s look <laughs> and they're keeping the green and blue for their throwback. And I think they could have totally and honestly, not there some of their throwbacks where they do these. They, they, they've had some ugly jerseys in the past, but I think Vancouver had potential to come up with a really cool updated look of their old logo. And uh, I don't think they are doing that. So so, so I, the old logo is the like yellow, red and uh, black yes. one you liked. Yeah. yeah, I have a McGillney jersey like that. y'all. I'll post what? it here. What even is it? Is it? It's just their name and a. Oh, is it a skate? Basically, the, the, yeah, the, the logos skate. back in the day weren't horrifically creative, but they were also super creative. Truthfully, like the, the Whalers it, look. I loved the Whalers look, and I'm going to be curious to see what Carolina comes up with on a Whalers design. I don't good. think it's going to be the Whalers 100%. I don't know what they're doing, but they got the Whaley or whatever he's called. <laughs> you know? It's. One one note on that. I mean, a whaler is somebody who hunts whales. So so they are they should you know like unless they're punching that that whale, that's kind of inappropriate. I will say, if they you could Google, just, they could just uh, be the seal hunters now, right? The Hartford yeah, seal just hunters. Yeah, the fur the fur wearers. That'd be awesome. People will love that. 
I'll just have a picture Dog of blood. It's just, yeah, just like a cute white seal that's cut in half. That would be like, eh, like yeah. that, would, that would be it's like pretty equivalent to what they did, right? Oh, you know, teams like to do volunteering. But what did you do, the whalers? Oh, we went to a local animal shelter and put all the animals down. That's that's our. Yeah. Hey, Google the new uh, Canucks jersey because I looked it up. It's it's the sea with the whale coming out of it, but it's like this fade from uh, black to red. It actually looks pretty tight. If that's what it's going to look like, I'm going to look it up here. I'm afraid. Or is that just their third jersey? I don't know. It looks pretty tight though. I love the. the oh, is it the Canucks T's new reverse retro? before monday reveal and Kelowna yeah. now i think yeah and it's on the same thing if you google uh, there's two uh, vegas nights when there's a red one with like the the cross swords and then there's a like a really bright gold one which looks yeah. kind of funny no absolutely i hope this is horrifically wrong Kelowna. that is such an awful look i hate it i hate it but see this is where taste comes in you like it i absolutely this this look makes me cringe i think it's It'll be the ugliest jersey in the NHL if this is what they drop. It's so bad. The Canucks one? Yeah. It's horrible. Uh, and this so is a this is a this is a league that has a current Minnesota Wild jersey. And this will be the worst jersey. I'm like, this is terrible. Oh, by the way, Minnesota Wild fans, I'm not trying to trigger y'all here. You got some awesome third jerseys, but the regular jersey is just terrible. Columbus, Minnesota, terrible, terrible jerseys. You, you know which one I always disliked a lot was the uh, the the Predators. Yeah, I don't hate it. I like it. I mean, it's not like a it's not a jersey I love. It's not a jersey I hate. It's okay. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those ones where I don't look at it and go like I literally when I watch some of these teams when when Buffalo or the Caps or Vegas have to play Minnesota or Columbus, I'm like, Ugh, I have to deal with that jersey all game. <laughs> you know, it's it's that ugly. Here's here's a question. Top yeah. jersey of all time. Top logo, color scheme, whatever. Minnesota North Stars. And so here I'm slamming Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota North Stars jersey is the top jersey of all time for me. I love the North Stars jersey. The green so, and yet it's sick. I have a John Casey number 30 Minnesota North Stars jersey, and it is my favorite jersey. That is – and that maybe that's why I hate the Wild jersey so much is because they had so much potential to do something awesome again and they went with what they chose and that's their fault so i'm like i hate it so go back to the north stars make everyone in the league happy get rid of this horrible horrible jersey that you're going to be wearing i just and and honestly if you want to know uh i I have my number one then my number two you're uh you're probably gonna hate this your number one jersey Coyotes, Kashinas, one from the, the 90s. I thought it was amazing. I loved the colors. I loved the, the logo. I thought it was awesome. Is that the coyote with the hockey stick? Yeah. yeah. No, I hated that jersey. <laughs> yeah. But then, again, this is why, you know, there's people have taste and people, you know, I, I never liked that jersey. I know my coyotes friends like it. Steve, the other co-host of this podcast, likes it. I don't. I just don't like those jerseys. Kind of transitioning away from a little bit of the Jersey talk here. Some big news out of the uh, U.S. National Development team hiring their first ever black coach in the 24-year history of the program in Greg Malden. So I thought that was super cool. And, you know, kind of in today's news of things that are happening, kind of, you know, overlooked because it's it's a pretty big step for the U.S. uh, National Development team program. And it's, you know, uh, the more diverse hockey gets and the more inclusive hockey gets, the better the sport will be. 
Yeah, I don't. I agree a hundred percent with with all of that. I don't know too much about Malden. Uh, I know in he the, didn't have a huge NHL career. I I don't think he played a lot of games in the National Hockey League. But but I know in uh, the article in question, we uh, it calls out that he grew up in the same town as Mike Greer, who was a, a Caps alum and, and an awesome and a, dude. And a Sabres alum. And a Sabres yeah. alum. He played on a lot of teams. I think he played on the a couple five or six teams. teams. I think, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I absolutely agree. Like I think you know, hockey can't ever become a truly mainstream sport until it's a, a lot more diverse. Yeah. And it's not just because uh, you know it's the right thing to do. It's because there's going to be some incredible talent that we'll uncover when more people get involved. Uh, like we can never see like the real pinnacle of athletic competition until we've got a good representation of everyone involved. So. I think it's a great step. It's obviously just one step. There's a lot to go, but yeah, I'm, I'm psyched about it. Yeah, and I am too. And I think, you know, as, as we're talking about hockey being more involved and, and you and I were talking before the podcast, I want to kind of jump into the National Women's Hockey League here and the National Hockey League needs to step up. And right now, like the PWHPA has secured a $1 million sponsorship from Secret. It, it's frustrating to see that you've got a sponsorship like uh, Secret, deodorant, dropping a million dollars on the PWHPA and yet the NHL can't get close to that. It's, it's a hard question. I don't personally have much of a view because I haven't done enough research into it. I think anything we can do to support at a higher level is great. I would definitely go to a game if I had a, a, a team near me. I do agree. A hundred thousand is a little laughable. It, it's almost like by giving that amount, you're, you're actually doing worse than if you gave mm. nothing at all. Because yep. it's so obvious you're doing like the minimum possible amount. Uh, it's watching what the KHL's do, and I don't know what the KHL's relationship is with the Jensen Ihack and I Liga, but I think that they can they, they have to be providing some support for them to be linked up. They have to be providing some financial support for that league to be active in there. And so uh, you know, it'd be interesting what happens there, because right now I last time I checked, I'm pretty sure in terms of the West division, I think uh CSKA, SKA, and the locomotive were at the top. So that's Moscow, St. Petersburg, and, and Yaroslav are at the top. And then in the east, I think you got the AK bars, Avangard, and the Optimobilist out of uh, Kazan, Omsk, and uh, Ekaterinburg uh, is the top in the east right now. And a lot of fun hockey happening over there. The highlights coming out of the KHL is, are, are pretty fun to watch. That is the big pro league that's currently happening in the world. And so, question for uh, for those of us like me who are hockey enthusiasts, but maybe have never seen a KHL game, but we're aware of the KHL. What's the best way to watch a game? I don't know yet. I, the thing is, the problem is with the, with the KHL is the time of the day they play the games is not conducive to us watching here. It's kind of like the AIHL out of Australia. Their games are not going to be able to watch. You know, I think in terms of uh, how far ahead Moscow is from at least the Mountain Standard Time here, they got to be nine, ten hours ahead, which means if they're playing games at seven-ish, that's going to be, what, a game at nine, ten o'clock in the morning here? Most people are working. I would like to watch some KHL games for sure. You know, I'm kind of a big Minx fan. I I'm, I love the Minsk. <laughs> like I love their logo, dude. That is a sick jersey. I mean, there are some cool jerseys in the KHL, and the Dynamo Minsk. I think they're out of Belarus because I think it's Minsk. Belarus should be where that team plays. I could be dead wrong, but it should be Belarus. That's a baller jersey. I is won't. It the the one with like the buffalo on it. Yeah, yeah. Is it because it's a buffalo? Blue? Of course. Okay. <laughs> Surprise! The Sabres fan likes. <laughs> you should just but wear that to to a game in uh, Buffalo and just confuse the heck out of people. 
there you go. It's like, okay, guys, this is our New Jersey, y'all. You know, but it's no, I think Russian. <laughs> um, and as as I mentioned, with the you know, I'm a big Ogden Mustangs fan, and I couldn't get to their game yesterday because they are selling out. It's a 2400 seat arena, I think, here in Ogden, Utah, and I think they're only allowed to sell 500 tickets to a game, and they have to be purchased online. All things I figured out when I tried to get to the most recent games, and they've all been sold out. Next weekend's game is sold out, so I don't know if they're just going to season ticket holders or what the deal is. But, yeah, that's a, that's kind of where we're at with that. But, yeah, so uh, so I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Pigeonhole Hockey. This is Chris and Ben, and, you know, listen next time. Bye, everyone.